Welcome into the Rebound Rundown. Today is Friday, January 6th, 2023. I'm your host, Paul Fritchner, and this is produced by Chatterbox Sports. This is your Daily Digest college basketball show where you can get your info on Cincinnati area college hoops every Monday through Friday in short episodes. Only one game in the area again last night, and it was Cincinnati who posted a very nice road win at Wichita State by a final score of 70-61. to This was Cincinnati's first true road win, and it moved them to 2-1 in AAC play. The Bearcats were pretty much in control the entire way, especially in the second half. Jeremiah Davenport had by far his best game of the season, leading all scorers with 22 points on 8-12 shooting, including 6-9 of from 3. Cincinnati controlled the glass, out-rebounding Wichita State 43-32. After losing on the road at Temple on Sunday, this was a really good response from Cincinnati. They played well defensively, had a well-rounded game offensively, and never allowed the Shockers to get back into the game. Wichita fell to 7-8 on the season and 0-3 in AAC play. Everyone except Dayton is in action this weekend, so I'm going to work in order of when the teams play. The Horizon League plays Friday and Sunday, so Northern Kentucky and Wright State are both in action twice this weekend. Tonight, NKU hosts Oakland at 7 as the Norse try to go to 5-0 in conference play. NKU has won two straight, 4 of 5, and 7 of 9. Oakland is only 4-11 on the season, but they're coming off back-to-back wins and sit at 2-2 in the Horizon League. Oakland is one of the worst defensive teams in the entire country, but they're an average offensive team. They're coming off a season where they went 20-12 and overall, but collapsed down the stretch after starting 9-1 and in the horizon and finishing 3-6 and in conference play after that. Tonight's game against Oakland is at 7 at Truist Arena. Then on Sunday, Northern Kentucky hosts Detroit, who is 6-9 on the season and 2-2 in the horizon. Detroit lost to Cincinnati by 18 in late December, and the Titans feature Antoine Davis, who it feels like has been in school forever. Detroit swept NKU last year, so we'll see how NKU responds this year. Also, it's important for the Norse to win these early home games because they're on the road for seven of their last eight. That one tips off at two at Truist Arena, and the Norse will likely be favored in both games. I won't spend too much time talking about Wright State because the way the Horizon League scheduling works, the Raiders and the Norse just alternate opponents. Wright State welcomes Detroit tonight at 7 and then plays Oakland on Sunday at 1. The Raiders are trying to generate momentum with the Raiders sitting at just 1-3 and three in the Horizon right now. Kentucky has a chance at a statement road win for their resume as the Wildcats go to Tuscaloosa to play number 7 Alabama. The Crimson Tide are 12-2 and 2-0 in the SEC with wins over Mississippi State and Ole Miss. Alabama's only two losses this year are to UConn in the PK-85 and Gonzaga. Alabama is also the only team that has beaten Houston this year. Bama is led by 6'9 freshman Brandon Miller who is having an incredible season. Kentucky is going to have their hands full on Saturday at 1 on ESPN. Louisville hosts Wake Forest on Saturday, who is coming off a loss to North Carolina on Wednesday night. The Demon Deacons are 2-2 in the ACC, which as a conference is having a terrible year. That game is at 3 on the ACC network. Miami has their toughest remaining game on their schedule this Saturday, with a home game against Kent State, by far the best team in the MAC. 
The Golden Flashes are 11-3, and and their three losses are to Charleston, Houston, and Gonzaga, all of whom are ranked right now. Kent State is led by Sincere Carey, who's the reigning MAC Player of the Year. This game is at 3.30 in Oxford. Xavier is at Villanova on Saturday as the Musketeers look to win at Villanova for the first time since joining the Big East. Xavier is 0-8 at Villanova in that time. This will be Xavier's first time facing off against new Villanova head coach Kyle Neptune. The Wildcats have looked better lately, but as crazy as this is to say, this team has work to do to make the NCAA tournament. Right now, this is a quad two game for Xavier because Villanova is 86th in the net. This can become a quad one win for Xavier if Villanova can manage to get into the top 75 of the net by the time the season is over. Villanova is 8-7 on the season and is 1-5 in quad one or two games, including 0-4 in quad one games, which puts into perspective how important of a game this is for the Wildcats. One big storyline to follow will be if Jordan Longino plays after he got hurt on Wednesday against Georgetown and had to be helped off the floor. As far as how Villanova plays, they aren't as good of a three-point shooting team as they have been in years past, but they're the best free-throw shooting team in the country. Per usual, they play at an extremely slow tempo. They've struggled this year without a true point guard, something you haven't been able to say about this program for a very long time. You think back to Colin Gillespie, Ryan Archidiacono, Jalen Brunson in there. Villanova looking for that true point guard. This game tips off on Saturday at 4.30, and you can watch it on Fox Sports 1. The last area game over the next three days is at Fifth Third Arena on Sunday at 3, and it's the biggest home game left on the schedule for the Bearcats, which is a shame because it's going up against the Bengals game that's at 1 o'clock. The Bearcats take on Houston, the number one team on Ken Palm and number two in the AP poll. The Cougars are 15-1, and and Kelvin Sampson's crew is just so good. They have the second-best defense in the country, and they grind you down offensively, playing at one of the slowest tempos in the country. They're led by Marcus Sasser, who just last night against SMU had 14 points in the Cougars' win, and freshman star Jarris Walker. This is a true national championship contender, and a win for Cincinnati would be a massive upset victory in front of their home fans. The game will be televised on ESPN. It was another thrilling night around the country last night with a lot of significant results. Number one, Purdue needed a last-second three to take down number 24, Ohio State, 71-69. Zed Key, a major factor for the Buckeyes, got hurt early and did not return to the game. Number 15, Indiana led Iowa by 21 in the first half, but the Hawkeyes rallied all the way back to beat the Hoosiers 91-89. San Francisco controlled number 9 Gonzaga for almost the entire game, but Gonzaga used a very late run behind the shot-making of Rasir Bolton in the game's closing moments to rally for a 77-75 win. Number 5, Arizona was also losing early against Washington, but the Wildcats took control in the second half and held on for a 70-67 win. Number 10 UCLA was up 44-26 at halftime, but went ice cold in the second half against USC as the Trojans came storming back. However, UCLA's 16 second-half points were just good enough to squeak by and beat USC 60-58 at the very end of the game. Also, Rutgers beat Maryland 64-50, 
Florida Atlantic beat UAB 88-86 in a really good mid-major battle, and Colorado thumped Oregon 68-41. Looking ahead to a packed weekend, Saturday's slate is incredible. On top of the games I've already talked about, Texas is at Oklahoma State at noon, Creighton is at UConn at 12, TCU hosts Iowa State at 2, Michigan is at Michigan State at 2.30, and maybe the best game of the day, Kansas is at West Virginia at 6, and Arkansas is at Auburn at 8.30. Also a sneaky one, Kansas State visits Baylor at 6. Then on Sunday, there are some great Big Ten games. Iowa is at Rutgers at noon, Maryland hosts Ohio State at 1, and Purdue goes to Penn State at 6. One last bit of national news from yesterday, Texas announced that they officially fired head coach Chris Beard for cause. Rodney Terry will finish the season as the interim head coach for the sixth-ranked Longhorns. Paul's pick of the day is struggling. There's no two ways about it. I'm a man of honor, and even though probably everyone won on yesterday's pick, I'm still going to count it as a loss. I gave out Purdue, Ohio State over 141.5, but by the time most people were putting their bets in, it had raced down to 138.5. I don't know anyone personally who lost on this pick, but the game ended at 140 points, and that's less than the 141.5 I gave on the show. That means my picks are 1 and 3, but if you're in the Chatterbox Discord channel, then you know all the winners we've been handing out. Be sure to join the Chatterbox Discord. You can find a link to it on the Chatterbox Twitter account. There really aren't any good games on Friday to pick from, and the lines for the weekend aren't out yet. It's 2.42 a.m. Friday morning as I record this, and I can't in good conscience pick any of these games from the Friday slate. So what I'm going to do is use a projected line, and I'm going to tell you to take Alabama minus 5.5 against Kentucky. Right now, that line is projected around 6, so if it's anywhere at 7 or below, take it, but I'm going to put the stamp of the pick at 5.5. That'll do it for today's Rebound Rundown. I hope you all are looking forward to this weekend as much as I am. Enjoy the next few days watching basketball, football, and everything else, and I'll talk to you on Monday.